Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer, and my guest is Valerie Pallotta, the founder of Josh's House, a safe haven for veterans and others working through post-traumatic stress. Her son, Josh Pallotta, died after a long bout with post-traumatic stress. Here's her story. Tell me about Josh. So Josh was my son. Um, He was a veteran with the Vermont Army National Guard. Um, He really wanted to serve our country. He wanted to give back back to those who've given so much for us and our freedom. And it was really important to him that he give back as well. While they were in Afghanistan on August 22nd, two of the soldiers in his unit were killed in action. And Josh was standing right next to one of them when he was killed. Uh, Tristan Southworth out of Hardwick, Vermont. And that, as with anybody who loses a member of their unit, it really hit him hard. He kind of went downhill. He, they they returned home in November of 2010, and things just kind of went downhill after that. He lost his job. He um, lost his apartment. He came home, moved back home. And how did it go with your relationship with him before he went over and then when he came home? What did you notice the most? There was a lot of um, anger. You know, typical teenage parent relationship. We had our ups and downs and our bumps in the road. And I really tried to do the tough love. I thought tough love was going to help. We told him that he had to find a job by a certain date or he'd have to move out. And he didn't find the job. And um, he said, you know, I, I know I need to move out. So he did. He moved out and moved in with his girlfriend and my nephew and his um, fiance at the time. My nephew was moving to a new house. So Josh and his girlfriend had to find another place to live. And he did. He found a place to live and broke up with his girlfriend, got another job. He was really, really doing well. Took a while. Mm. Um and we struggled. He he wanted to borrow money before he moved into the apartment. He wanted to borrow money from me, and I told him no. <laughs> In hindsight, I I think I would have done it differently if I had the chance. I'd do it differently. What would you um, do? I would loan him the money. We didn't speak for nine months after that, and we never spoke um, before he died. Oh, so he he Valerie. I didn't I didn't say what happened, but he um he lost his battle with PTSD, and on September twenty third of two thousand and fourteen, he ended his life. Um, so we never repaired that relationship. He was spending time with my husband, which was good. And he was talking about contacting me and just kind of coming back. But apparently I asked too many questions like any mom does. And that was what he was dreading. He didn't want to get together with me because I was going to ask too many questions. So that I would change. Um, not ask questions. Yeah. Not ask so many questions and just be with him. Just be with him. Just spend time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty. Yeah, you can do that, but also you you need to draw the line of being a parent, right? And letting him take an adult stance. But he had to deal with things that he just no one is prepared for no. losing someone so violently. He saw their faces every day. He posted on Facebook. He saw their faces every single day. And he was very vocal about how he felt. And he just, it was just too painful for him. Yeah. He was, he turned 21 when he was over there. So he was young. Really young. Really young. You know, you don't have it together when you're 21. No. I, I can remember 25. some. 
or you know, fifty one. <laughs> I can remember doing some pretty boneheaded things when I was 20 when you just you don't you don't have that maturity you don't have that perspective and putting someone of that young age in that situation it it, we need to teach our young people how do you handle tragedy like that and I don't know what the answer is and he did they did lose um somebody in high school he was a freshman and one of the seniors I think this kid was a senior um died he was in a car accident and and died and he used to help Josh out um when Josh played football he'd be out in the gym working out with him and and that hit Josh hard but not like this I mean this this there was a brotherhood there's a brotherhood yes yeah and and they were fighting the enemy and they were getting you know shot at and surrounded and you just established that bond that is unbroken and he you know he was doing pretty well um (laughs) he was doing pretty well probably two months before he ended his life and um he had a really good job he loved it and he was just working in a deli making sandwiches and washing floors and they ended up closing Mm. and he ended up breaking up with his girlfriend and that was a good thing that actually was good for him to break up with his girlfriend. But once the once Guild closed, he told my husband, you know, I feel like I'm taking three steps back. And, you know, every time I make, anytime I take a few steps forward, I go back even more. Mm. Now, did he have any history of having? He had some history, but not a lot. You know, anytime he was involved in things like football or lacrosse. I mean, this is a kid who wanted to play lacrosse in high school. And Colchester didn't have a team. So he did the work and got the the signatures that were needed. And I started a booster club and we went to the superintendent. We went to the athletic director and they were all on board. And he started that team and he played lacrosse. And he was so driven when he wanted something he or wanted to do something. He was so driven. So he had some depression, but it wasn't a type of depression where he would be in his room sleeping all day. Until he came home from deployment. And then he was sleeping all day because he couldn't sleep at night. So he couldn't hold down a job because he couldn't get himself up in the morning. Yeah. Um, He was working at TSA doing airport security when he deployed. And then when he came back, he was working there and he had to, they did everything they could to help him and the guard helped him. And he just, he just couldn't put it, put the pieces back together again. We're speaking with Valerie Pallotta. She is with us on Self Talk Radio Show talking about post-traumatic stress disorder and her son um, who lost the battle to post-traumatic stress disorder in September, Josh Pallotta, and talking now about helping others with post-traumatic stress disorder. You said earlier that if you could have it done over again, instead of asking questions, you would have just sat and listened and just not even if he said nothing at all, just been there with him. Yeah, I would have. Um, I would have valued that time with him um, a little bit more. I think there was a lot of arguing that happened and I didn't get it. I, you know, ever since he wanted to join the guard, I went and I got involved in uh, the parent network group that we had through the guard, and we started Blue Star Mothers of Vermont, the first Blue Star Mothers of America chapter in Vermont. Yeah, tell me more about that. What is that? Yeah, so that's a we're a nonprofit nonprofit veteran service organization, and it's around the United States. There are chapters in almost every state, 
And it used to be in World War II, you would hang a blue flag, a blue star in your window to show that you had a son or daughter who was serving. Actually, at the time, it was only a son. But that's how people recognize that you were a military family. It's grown, and now fathers and aunts and uncles and friends, anybody can join. You just have to be a a mother to be an officer. So we have associate members. Um, We do a lot here in Vermont with financial assistance for veterans, like child care and utilities and things like that. We serve dinner to the two transitional veteran transitional housing units, Canal Street in Winooski and the Veterans Place in Northfield. We'll do some Christmas holiday party things for them with gifts and dinners and So we do that, and then we support our families of our fallen every the last Sunday of the month. Every September, the last September, the last Sunday of the month in September, excuse me, (laughs) is is Gold Star Mother's Day, um, National Gold Star Mother's Day. So we always do a brunch for our Gold Star Mothers. So out of Blue Star Mothers, we really, I just was starting to do a lot of research on PTSD, which is now called PTS. They've dropped the disorder, the D in it, so now it's PTS. Post-traumatic stress. Post-traumatic stress. Okay. Um, So I did a lot of research on that, and I was an aromatherapist at the time, and I thought maybe I could incorporate the aromatherapy Mm. with the post-traumatic stress and um, do a little bit of work with that. And it doesn't matter. The research, all of the research that I did, it just wasn't what worked for my son. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because we were too close. He and I were too close. You said that you'd like to be with your son and and just listen. Mm -hmm. What are some other things you could recommend to parents who have soldiers coming home from the battlefield? What would you recommend? Or even if not coming from the battlefield, there could be someone that is suffering trauma. Right. What would you recommend that they do if they suspect that there might be something with post-traumatic stress? Oh, I go back and forth on this because I, I... don't have the answers because I failed as a mom and I failed in supporting my son who had post-traumatic stress. There are resources there, but you can't make them go. Although one of his platoon leaders said, you know, you can make him go to treatment. And when he found that out, he said, if you do that, mom, I will never speak to you again. And I will fight till the death if they come and get me. So I didn't. Honestly, I don't know if that would have helped. I mean, I don't, every, every person is different in what their treatment needs are. I think education, I think we need to all be aware. And I say that, but in the next breath, I learned all I thought I could about post-traumatic stress and how to help. I think the key thing for me is it's hard when they lose that camaraderie Mm. with their brothers and sisters in arms. And I think that's the piece that was missing for Josh. He was medically discharged. He lost that relationship with the guys who went through hell and back with him. Trying to, if you're a spouse, don't stop them from meeting with their buddies. Just let them meet with their buddies. Let them have that relationship. There's so many different therapies out there. There's um, Blue Star Mothers. We have a pet therapy program. There are finding out so much research with horse therapy and dog therapy, music and art, and just finding that piece of what's going to give them comfort and help repair their soul and their spirit Mm. is really key. 
you you were looking at all these modalities. You did all of this research, and you said, okay, what's the missing piece? And I think Josh's house is the missing piece. Tell me more about that. Well, the other part of that research, too, was we wanted to find out what our veterans want and what they need and what they're not getting. And I started with Josh's unit. I started with his buddies and said, what do you think could have helped him? What do you guys want so you don't go down the same road? And they wanted a place to hang out and play video games. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, well, let's incorporate some wellness into this with chiropractic and massage and aromatherapy and meditation. And let's put that on one side of the building. And then on the other side of the building, we'll have a video room and a game room and a gym. And in the middle, let's put a kitchen in so we can offer community dinners, so we can offer cooking lessons to the veterans. So there'll always be food there in case somebody just wants to show up and hang out and they haven't eaten. Right. And I love that you asked the veterans, what do you want? You it's know, it's easy. It's, it's easy for us to say oh, what we don't want, but it's or what we think they want. Yeah. Yeah. What they think they want. And I, I obviously didn't really have a clue because it didn't work for my son. Hmm. Um, but when you have 22 veterans a day ending their life, approximately 22 a day, we need to do something. Yeah. We need to do something. These men and women need tools. They need reintegration tools that will help them. And if we can get these tools to them before they deploy with meditation and just a better connection of mindfulness and alternatives to drinking and um, alcohol abuse and drug abuse, if we can start incorporating those into their lives, maybe deployment will be, it'll be easier to reintegrate, hopefully. Now, are you hearing from veterans that some of these non-traditional alternative therapies are not covered by their insurance and that's the stopper? Yeah, so we did some research. I wanted to start a gift card program for veterans a few years ago. There's a Vermont Veterans Fund grant that comes out, and I wanted it to be a program where they could try out these different complementary and alternative healing modalities, and those are not covered. Um, but the VA has some CAM programs that they offer, um, and I'm not sure if they're specifically offered for the for a specific healing modality or treatment, or if there's a program within each VA that they go and take part of. I need to do more research on that before, yeah. We, yeah, before we get involved in it here, because I think there are there's a lot of research out there that these things work and are effective, um, you know, even farming, uh, <laughs> gardening. Yes, yeah. We, Music. we had another guest that was on that, that did a lot of that with just, just having your hands in the soil, Amy yeah. Tedisco. Um, has a, a workshop that she does. It's a, a, a week, I think it's a week seminar, um, where you just literally go out and farm and right. put your hands in the soil. And everyone is different, and everyone has a different way of dealing with grief, dealing with the trauma that happened to them. And we need to have, we need to be more open as a society yes. of saying, okay, what what makes you happy? What makes your heart sing? And yeah. And do it. I think sometimes, and, and I find it interesting that you said they wanted videos. Video games. Um, <laughs> here's here's the irony. You watch a lot of those video yeah. games. They're really violent. Yeah. So are, is that something that's 
it's reinforcing what they've already been through? Would it would it reignite depends the trauma? Depends on the person. It depends, depends on the, on the person. person. I mean, they're talking about using putting them into actual virtual reality video games to help with the post traumatic stress. Yes. Um, so they're also doing that, but I think a lot of veterans that I know play video games, and it's really interesting to me that, and I think it's because they know the difference. I think it's because there's a big difference when you're when you're in a video game and when you're in real life. Well, you're safe. Yeah, exactly. You're safe, and maybe that's what they're looking for when they're playing a video game. That you know, this is this is not real life. This is this, this is, is a game. an environment that I can control. And I think I know from my own healing um, on this journey, I've done a lot of different healing modalities myself. I'm in counseling. I get reflexology. I get massage. I exercise. I, you know, I try not to drink too much, but that, you know, that can be another way of coping too. And it's been a combination for me. And I know that one of the things I've learned in counseling is that you can't really heal what's there if you don't go into it and feel it. And I think that's part of it because you avoid a lot of what you're feeling and if you're avoiding it you're not addressing it and then you can't fix it if you're not addressing it so I think and I and I also think that it's not just one fix it's a combination you need to find that thing that sparks you and ignites your soul again and your spirit and makes you feel like you want to live and what would be wonderful if it is with Josh's house having lots of different modalities people can try because mm-hmm. the plan the thing is is if you can just just try something yes and see if it works see if it fits yes. and what might work really great for one person not so much for another exactly. and vice versa and that's the thing so if all of those options are available to a veteran or someone who is suffering with post traumatic stress what a what a great solution and you have not failed, Josh. I heard you say that. I don't feel that. Working on that piece right there. You're not Working a failed mom. You're an awesome mom. And you're a mother to those. You've walked the walk. <laughs> you're a mother for all of us mothers. You're a mother to sons and daughters who have been in the battlefield. And you are there helping people who are going through post-traumatic stress and giving them a solution. I can't think of a better mother than you. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't, I feel like I didn't really have a choice. It was kind of my way of um, helping deal with the grief. Um, but also it helps me from going into a dark hole myself. If I can help, others and I'm and and it's different I'm not trying to fix them and I'm not a counselor so I'm not right you know able to deal with them one-on-one but if I can offer different solutions of and resources for them to go to that's Mm. the key thing um and everybody I've talked to about this mission the Josh House mission is just so supportive I haven't heard one person say oh that's a horrible idea or now we don't need that here or it's just and the community People donating time and um, Eric Kurtz from Lori Certified Construction has done up blueprints. And we've got companies who want to um, provide us with plumbing. And, <laughs> you know, we have we just have the community is just amazing. 
Yeah, and we need this. And we, we do. We desperately need this. And how, how, speaking of which, how do we help? How can we, you know, how do we help move this forward because it needs to exist? So money. <laughs> yeah, cash. Cash is always good. Cash is always good. good. Cash is always good. Um, money, money. So I say that loosely, um, but not really. Um, we are doing fundraisers a lot. We have, um, I think we have about 12 people on our Josh, Josh Pilata Fund Committee. Um, some of us are Blue Star Mothers, and we have four veterans on our committee. We have some community members. We have a couple of friends of Josh's. Um, so we plan events. And we're holding fundraising events, and we're also looking for people to help us with grants. Um, We're looking for land right now. Uh, We're thinking we want to lease first and Mm -hmm. then purchase later. We want to make sure this is going to fly, and we want to make sure people are going to come. And we know they will, but we're looking at leasing. So we're working with Esther Lotz right now, who's a broker. Oh, she's wonderful. I love Esther. Yeah, she's been great. Yes, yeah. She'll, oh, she'll fix you up with a perfect spot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, but you know, we don't know what, we don't know how much, how much it's going to cost us. So we need kind of a number. We're looking at sustainability. Um, We don't want it to be a for-profit. So we want it to be running on. A 501c3. We're in the process of filing right now for our own 501c3. We have um, the Josh Pilata Fund Incorporated is um, official through the state of Vermont. We have our federal employee identification number now, and we're working with Mark Perkel, who's an attorney oh, in the area. I love him yeah, too. I got to have him us. on the show. He's wonderful, isn't he? Oh, he's great. Best attorney ever. Yeah, yeah. He's the unattorney. Yes, he yeah. <laughs> so he's doing all of our paperwork for us. Yep. We're working with Chris Harriman. She's with the Small mm-hmm. Business Association. Yep, she's um, wonderful. Our administration, and she's helping us write our business plan. So. There's all sorts of facets of assistance that we need um, coming to our events. We have a barbecue coming up, and I don't know when this is going to air. That's all right, anytime. We have a barbecue coming up on June 25th, Ooh, next Saturday at nice. the BSW in Winooski. Um, it's $15 per person, and it's from 4 to 10, so we'll have food, and we're raffling off Yankees Red Sox raffle tickets right now for their game in September in Boston. Nice. Um, Do you have anything coming up in July? July, we were looking to plan a motorcycle ride, but I'm not sure where we're at with that. We don't have anything on the books yet. September, or on the calendar yet, in September, we're doing our second annual wiffle ball tournament. So we're always looking for teams and sponsors for that. That will be at Bayside Park on September 17th, Bayside Park in Colchester. Fantastic. Um, so that's another event. And then in the in the spring, we do a hockey tournament, an annual hockey tournament. Um, so we'll be doing a few things. And we have a Facebook page right now. It's in memory of Joshua R. Pallotta, um, which we post our events on. And we're, we have a link on the Blue Star Mothers of Vermont website that people can find out our events on there. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And uh, the website for Blue Star Mothers? It's www.bluestarmothersofvermont, spelled out, Vermont is spelled out, dot org, bluestarmothersofvermont.org. Okay. And we'll have all of these links that we've been talking about um, on our website, selftalkradioshow.com. Valerie Pilata has been my guest today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. I'm Sarah Spencer with Self Talk Radio Show. This program has been a production of Hall Communications, Burlington, Plattsburgh.